Yeah, so like we got to figure out a new ending for the show for the video stuff because our typical ending doesn't make it on there. This is the Hit Factor, by the way. Hit Factor so podcast. I, I will I will do as a new one each week or each other, every like, other week. I feel like you guys don't listen to it because it is on there. <laughs> I I did watch I did watch last week's. It was on there. Yeah, it's on there. I I watched last week's. I mean, I was in the shop, so like maybe I started like actually I, working. But I almost went digging for that actual video clip, for, so that oh, we could wow. actually have the video of of Jared saying that at the end of the podcast. But long, I don't know if I can deleted. find it. It well, it might be on that laptop over there. I'm not really sure. Is it busy you know, that, mining crypto right now? No, it's. It's a hand-me-down that I gave to my wife so she could do stuff with it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that was way back when I was doing all the the bullcrap that I have to do now. So We're very appreciative You're doing- of that. And the listeners <laughs> and the, wa- the viewers are very appreciative of the sacrifices that you make, Jeff. Sacrifices, yes. Yeah. So, anyway, but it is on there. I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I was purposely listening for it, and I, for, okay, like I'm not, I'm not smart. Like I, I've, I've been sick this last week. My kid's been sick. Like, like we've been sick or not. Like, it's just, it's, I'm just not always right. on there. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. surprised by this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got a good uh, to kick it off. I got a good story here. Okay. So. What is today? Today is Saturday. The 12th. So so Thursday night, I believe, uh, Brian Conley messages me. Is it Conley or Connolly? Conley. Anyway, yeah. So he messaged me, like, kind of freaking out. And I'm not going to do this story justice because I'm not a great storyteller. But uh, he messaged me. sort of freaking out he was like those damn sirens on that on that recording got me freaking out while i was driving down the road man and uh so he had uh he was like call me so i called him and i talked to him for probably 15 or 20 minutes he was like he was going like 100 miles an hour like talking wise right driving wise like he said he was going. I'm not going to disclose how fast he was going. <laughs> but he was in, I guess he was in Virginia, which is one of the only states that, if not the only state that uh, has, like, driving radars are outlawed to have a radar in your vehicle. That's what he said. And uh, so he said he had a radar, and he was just driving, and he had it, had the podcast cranked up in his, in his van, and he was on his way to uh, somewhere, and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, he just hears the sirens blaring in his van. And he said he started freaking out and, like, immediately trying to figure out how he was going to get rid of his radar. If he was going to, like, throw it out the window uh, or something. Dude, but, uh, Jessica Yonison, Neil's yeah. wife, she sent me a text. The exact same thing. Thank Jeff for me. Thought I was getting pulled over on the drive home tonight. <laughs> Cause she thought the exact same thing. <laughs> Freaking ghetto that Jeff lives in. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. 
So I, I now that, know. I now know that we need to randomly throw some like police sirens into our recordings once in a while. Right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like maybe the <laughs> listeners that we have are like they have like a guilty conscience that anytime they hear a cop siren, they're like duck and run. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Uh, that gave me a pretty good freaking laugh, dude. That's that's pretty so funny. Good. So yeah. you got some uh, Kentucky spirit going tonight, Jeff? Yes, this is my second pour. It took y'all a while to get on, so I went ahead and. Mm. Put I'm, one I'm a little disappointed by the massive ice ball that you have in there. Hey, are you surprised though? No, no, I'm not. Right. But no. It's just me, man. It's me. It's how I do it. I have a little poor man's. It, like, you guys, if I said pappy, like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about your, like, Weller mix to make poor man's pappy? Yeah, so, like, pappy is, like, the most, like, pappy 15 or pappy 23. Like, it's, like, the most sought-after bourbon in the world, pretty much. I I was Um, in the – I was in Phoenix for work, and they had, like, three bottles of pappy in this bar we went in, like, on the – How much was it a pour? It was expensive enough that it was not on the menu. <laughs> I mean, well, sometimes that stuff's not on the menu because it, it goes like it goes fast. Like it's not like they have it, was, it all the time. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was a bourbon bar in Phoenix, and uh, I was there for uh, a show for work. It, they had a lot of bourbon choices, and it was it was not on the menu. So I'm going to assume it was expensive enough. I didn't ask because I would have ended up buying it. So, I would I would have asked. If, I mean, like, I came across a bottle of uh, William Larue Weller while I was in Colorado, and I told I asked I asked the waitress. She said I got to go ask, and and I told my wife said if it's under forty, I'm buying a port like forty dollars for a single ounce. I'm, I was I was like I'm gonna buy it. She came back <laughs> and it was it was fifty. So I was like, close enough. I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, so I I didn't get it. Um, but so poor man's is you take Weller Antique, which is 107 proof, and you take Weller 12, which is 12 year old bourbon, and you mix them basically 50 50. It, I think the true deal is like 60 percent the 107, 40 percent Weller 12, and you mix them together, and that's supposed to get you. It's supposed to be what they call poor man's pappy. So I have a bottle of Weller 12, and I don't like it. Um, so, but I do like poor man's. So it's a way for me to kind of get rid of the Weller 12. So I I mixed up half a bottle of each and it's pretty good. Um, I'm 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 going real classy tonight. I'm a uh, I'm drinking Yinling. Uh, nice. It's it's my it's my anytime I travel east because we can't get it in Missouri. It's my uh, it's my standard drink. So I'm in Savannah for work. So I'm enjoying some of it. Seems like a yeah. bad place to be. I don't know yeah, why. And I just disclaimer. Uh, hold on. Jared, Jared is is traveling, and that's why his audio sucks so bad. And I'm definitely not going to try to doctor it up. So you get yeah, what yeah, you we're, get. We're we're on AirPods audio, and and that's all we got tonight. Uh, I don't have regular. I don't even have regular headphones with me. But no, Savannah, Georgia is pretty cool. It's not a bad little town, city. I don't know what it is. Cool. All right. Sounds all right. fun. Not really, but. 
So, uh, so I spent the last couple of weeks, well, I spent part of last week, like rearranging my reloading room. And Jeff and I were talking about this. People can see, like, right over here, like, I got cool plaques on the wall. Uh, yeah. A bunch of, like, B and C class stuff and some, like, single stack, like, wins, which is kind of like B and C class stuff, depending on what match you were at, right? Uh, but there is, like, a right. Right there, there's a world shoot gold medal. That's that's cool. That's like my yeah, one that I'm like cool. really, like I'm really proud of. But like, so Jeff and I were talking about uh, like plaques and stuff. And I mean, lots of people poo foo on plaques and like like yeah, I don't care about those. I just have polymer. I just throw them in the trash or whatever. But uh, and yeah. I mean, I had I had like they have only lived in boxes. And like half of the ones I've ever gotten have probably got actually gone in the trash. And I still have another another stack of them like in the shop that i need to hang up but uh but they are kind of cool like it's like it's it's cool from the standpoint of like like you can kind of see like the journey that like the matches that i've shot like the journey i've been on like third place c class at nationals or something i think i have one of those hanging up uh which is like you know yeah like one one of my so i have a few of my trophies hanging in my reloading room like nobody else ever sees them but and after a while, they just started getting put in a stack and never hung up. But, like, one of the most important ones is the first one you ever get. Even if it doesn't actually mean anything. Like, the first one you ever get is pretty important, I think. It's like the first, the first yeah. trophy you get and then the first time you win a major. Like, those two are probably the most important trophies you'll ever get playing this game. Yeah. Yeah, I can't – I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I couldn't tell you the first one I ever won or the first major that I won. So. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, my first actual medal or award was actually the Oklahoma sectional when Jeremy was there to stomp me by, like, 30%. <laughs> uh, and that medal is, like – it's right here. It's hanging right here. It's, like, a third-place single stack. But I think I did win C-class. I was C-class. So, yeah. yeah, it was like a third place single stack overall, but first place C class. It was like eight people there or something like that. But Jeremy was there. He had come up. I didn't know who he was. I just knew that somebody from Texas came up and uh, kicked my ass by a lot. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like this Jeff Cothing. I was like, well, I guess no, he's not don't. any good. No, he's probably just not any good. You didn't even and see And then it, it was like. Two years later, he was beating me, <laughs> or he had beaten me. So, uh, so he got a lot better, my, a lot faster. My first one was Area 3, my very first year. So 2015, Area 3, my first major I ever shot was an area match. And and I got third nice. C. Third C, nice. Yeah. And, and, and I can yeah. remember, I was, like, I was like pretty excited. Like, oh, I went to this major match, and I got a trophy. Right, yeah. And then the first major I won was 2017 Oklahoma sectional. I won limited. Like both of those, oh, I nice. remember. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, that's cool. So then, okay. So the, I guess this brings up the question: Should match directors still just give out plaques? Uh, I don't know. So it, it's a tough one because, like, we. Eventually, everyone has enough plaques that, like, plaques are kind of, like, whatever. And, like, the cups. 
or a good example. When those first came out, they were cool. Because like, oh, that's something useful you win. But then eventually everyone starts giving out those cups and they're kind of dumb too because if you shoot a lot, you end up with a bunch of cups. Like, yeah, I, use, I still like, only ever got one of those things. Really? I, yeah. All of my nieces and nephews are drinking out of like second, third place cups, okay? <laughs> I I only okay, so I, I mean, okay, so that I mean that brings up a legitimate question then. Should should they should we be more selective on who gets should it go ahead and give plaques or give cups if you win stuff, but like don't give it out for every every class, right? I uh, no, so I would actually go the other way. I think class awards, at least especially whenever you talk like like below M class, so like A, B, C, those cups I think are way more important, or trophies or plaques or whatever, because those are the generally they're the newer guys, the guys that are coming up and stuff, and it's good motivation. I think maybe when you start talking like the top three, like maybe we get away from plaques and have a really nice first place trophy and just give a medal or something for second and third, if you're going to go out that far. I don't really track your reasoning there so so well, but I mean I, I understand my, what you're saying. I, my my reasoning is is that like for any one of us, uh, a a second place plaque is not overly important to us because we're thinking we didn't win. But if I I remember when I was coming up, so like when I was C class, like winning a getting a C class trophy when I was new was awesome. It was great. It motivated me. I want to keep getting Get it, better. Really? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm, be I'm, new to, I'm new to this game. I've, I like this is my first major. I've been shooting this sport for three or four months or something. I get a trophy like that. That's like, oh, this is really cool. I want to get more of these. And I think that's probably I mean, a pretty normal response to that. Like, you can you can like be like, oh, that doesn't mean anything now, and like, whatever. But I, I think it's important for the guys coming up. Cause if you don't reward through the entire like field in some manner, how many of those people are going to stick around? I mean, we were, we were all B class or C class or whatever at some point in time. I, I don't think we're going to be losing too many people in the sport. If they don't get a third place, third place C class, uh, trophy. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I like to think that, but I have heard a lot of bitching and moaning about not getting, you know, a trophy. Yeah? Yeah, I have. I mean, like, I don't want to get rid of trophies. Obviously, like, I've, I mean, I've, I got them hanging up. I'm trying to, like, right. like I got yeah. them, like, I'm not, like, against them, but, like, <laughs> like, my first major, I don't remember what it was, uh, but I pro I was probably like C class when I went to it and probably got second or third C class and probably got a, a trophy for that too and was I hated the freaking thing. Like that's like goes <laughs> it's like I don't I don't want a freaking I don't want a I don't well, want a trophy for being like third best of the third best class like that they're like I don't want that. That just means you're terrible. I mean you're just showing well, everybody yeah. that you're terrible. That was my that was that was how I felt about it. Uh, so like if, but other people may not. Well, and, and that's, I mean, great. That's how I think probably how we all feel about, like, we go to a a match now, like we're, we're all GMs, so we're competing for a high overall. If we get a second or third place, like overall trophy, 
it probably doesn't mean much to us because we're, we all either feel like, yeah, like that was definitely a winnable match. I should have won. Like, I don't like this. This is just a reminder of what I failed at. But whenever you're, you're coming up, like you're competing in your division against the other guys in your class with similar skill level, it, it means a lot. And it's, it's good. I think it's good for the sport. Yeah, I, I mean, I just yeah. – I was not that way. Like, when I was even C-class, I didn't want to win C-class. I wanted to win the match. Like, I I kind of didn't really care about the class. I've never really cared about the class – like, the class system. I know some people get really into that. Like, I just never cared about it. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of part of shooting single stack as well. Like, that will kind of program you that way because you know there's only going to be 10 people there or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so, I, sh- I shot limited. I mean, it w- I didn't shoot single stack exclusively. I mean, it was I was shooting limited and stuff like that too. And I, yeah, still like I don't care where I finish for my class, but right. But I mean, Jeff is right in that single stack is somewhat unique in that that standpoint. Um, I don't know. Trophies are something that some people get like they get excited about. Uh, I the I mean, only thing I, like I to the only bring thing home I, hardware, man. I like to bring it home. Yeah. I, I like to – I the only thing I worry about – the only thing that I don't like is when it, it seems like basically getting third place C-class is just, just as much prestige as winning the match or third third overall in the match. That's yeah. that's to me where, like, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe like, something needs to be, like, I don't know. That, that – and maybe right. that's me being an elitist. Like, I'm not – Right. Like, uh, well, since I'm I, not I C class anymore, but like, uh, I think we fail on like the awards that are being given. So, like a, a plaque for first C, it is great. But like the first place trophy needs to be a, an award. It shouldn't just be something that's like, this is a trophy. This is a plaque they'll set in the bottom of a box. It should be a an award like it should be a nice trophy it should be something that you actually like want to have and i think we fail pretty bad yeah. on that i mean look at uh yeah, Jeff. what was it what was it like uh nationals in a year or two ago where like third place overall at the match was a lesser award than like first place a class yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that think, that uh that that should be corrected. But I think in general I'm I'm pretty pleased with like the mix of how things are are done all over the country. I mean everybody does it a little different. Uh some people only award, you know, the top yeah. 3, some people award every well, class per per the the bylaws or whatever, but uh I think I'm pretty pleased with how they do it in general other than that that weird thing I, I, at nationals where they're like it was more prestigious to win C class than it was to be third overall at the match. I hate giving Jeff's state credit for this, but the Oklahoma section matches I've shot, like the actual like section winner, so the state champion, always got really nice awards. But they were nice trophies. Like and I think that's probably how it should be. Even though the guy that wins the state match might not be high overall, they made the state trophy something really nice that you wanted to win. Like I've seen state matches where the 
the state championship trophy with like a nice headset picture frame. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, there's a lot of matches around the country that do it, have done it better than nationals in recent than recent years. Uh, like even just yeah. like going back and like looking through some of like the like the previous like plaques that I got at nationals. Like the first year I went to L10 nationals, um, like I was I made top 16, which back then they awarded that. And like it's yeah. a cool like it's a it's like a big piece of oak that's like cut out as a like at a target like the shape of a target and like, you know, 16th place, like nationals, L10 division. Like, it's like, oh, that's really nice. And then Jeff's plaque that he got for third place from single yeah. stack nationals oh, two years right ago. Here. Both of yeah. them right here. Yeah. And they're like, what, like five by, it's like a five by six. It's almost like an index card. Uh, right. Yeah. Or is that, or is it an actual, was it a trophy trophy or was it a plaque? Oh, it's a trophy. It's just, you know, it's like this tall. It's oh, like five, yeah. six inches tall. It's kind of the shape of a uterus. Yeah. And, and it has the, uh, the like, text on it is printed on. And it's really terrible quality and you can't read it. So, yeah, uh, you know, you don't, almost don't even know what it's for. It just says, like, third place. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite trophies that I've gotten is uh, Oak, or, uh, Illinois Sectional. They give these nice, like, little acrylic, like, trophies. That they're, they're not real complicated, but the match director, I got second place in limited two years in a row. Like, I barely lost one year, and I think I got beat by, like, 20 points the following year. Like, I lost, like, one and a half points or something the first year or something. But when he sent me the second one, he sent a second, like, card for the trophy that said two-time reigning first-place loser. Like, that trophy cracks me <laughs> up. I love, have, I love having that. Like it's it, it's a great sense of humor. It shows like what's important in the sport. Yeah, that's funny. That's I mean that's good. Like that that one is right, actually. So speaking at, of, I said that was actually at my office. Like I keep that one at my desk because I think it's funny. That that is funny. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so we have our first. Uh, the special election is happening, and we have like. Matt Hopkins is the first person I know of to like officially say, yes, I am running. And he has given his manifesto for that, uh, which most of it's pretty good. Like we're not going to go through like the whole, the whole thing. Uh, Cause I think most of what, like, I think most of what he said was pretty good. Uh, like here's something about like, providing like uh like budget like a monthly budget for the for the uh the members to be able to see and so like some of that stuff seems like yeah that may be more work that may end up being more work than anybody really cares about um i could be wrong about that but yeah but he, with the one thing that, that thousand was, a year well yeah i mean yeah the county can make that can make that like should can and probably should be able to make that available. I just don't know that your normal member is going to really care to see that as a, I think like even a biannual would be plenty often enough for most people. Like I'm not trying to like, if it's every month, who cares? Uh, that's, that's fine. Um, probably the most controversial thing that Matt had on there. Cause I had several people text me like, what is this about this happening or whatnot is, uh, 
basically he, he said his view of it is for nationals to be at the end of the season and have one big match. Uh, basically you bring, you get, you have one big match with all the divisions. Uh, my understanding is excluding like PCC and two gun. Those would be their own. He wouldn't put PCC with the other handguns, which I think that's, that's a very smart and good thing. But all the other all the other divisions uh, would be one big match at the end of the year, uh, talking like four days and twenty eight minimum of like twenty eight stages, uh, yeah. or something like that. Um, so like that's that is probably the most controversial thing that got the most people riled up. Uh, and there were some like there were some complaints. Like I saw one complaint about somebody said something like, "Well." I'm going to have to take off like an entire week of work to be able to come shoot nationals. Like, so we ha- does it have to be that long? And it's like, okay, like that to me, that complaint is bogus. Like, dude, it's nationals. Like, like if it's four days, it's four days. Like, yeah. Okay. Like it was, it was a, it was a, it was a priority for me before I worked within the industry. Like I made sure I scheduled the vacation time and I planned for it ahead of time. Like going and shooting nationals was a priority. If it's not a priority for you, you're not going to make it work regardless of how nationals is. It's either going to be a priority or it's not. Yeah, so my... like I, I just didn't – I mean, if it's a three-day nationals or a four-day nationals, okay, it's it's one more day of vacation that you have to take off. It's not like all of a sudden you're taking all your vacation for this match. It's, it's one more day than you would have for a three-day nationals. Um, so like, so I just like, to me, that's not a valid argument. Um, but <laughs> so what do you guys think of, what do you guys think of nationals like that? But then my second question is, what do you guys think would be the nationals that would make setting up nationals the way that would make the most people happy? Not necessarily your favorite way, but what do you think would make the most people happy? So first we'll mm-hmm. say, how, what do y'all think about that? So I'll go first. So personally, as an individual, I like that. I think national should be a big event, should be a major thing. And I think we do ourselves a disservice trying to have multiple nationals. So I like that. Now, granted, in with working within the industry and stuff, like it's probably realistically, it's probably better from the sponsor standpoint that there's multiple nationals and people can go win more than one trophy and whatnot. But I think that we do USPSA a disservice on having that way because when it's one nationals, you think about it, if even if it's a three-day match, right, there's three days of shooting for other individuals that are going to the match. Then there's two days of staff. Then there's a day on the front and the backside for the staff. That's one week for the staff. When you have three nationals, you're trying to get staff to give up three weeks. So you're limiting your staff pool. If you have a four or five day nationals with two or three days of staff, you're realistically, you're talking one or two more working days that you're asking people to give up to work that match. So I think you probably increase your opportunity for better staff for the matches, which is only going to improve the match. And it should be, you go and shoot one event. There's not three different world shoots. You don't get to go shoot three different divisions of world shoots. Like it should be shoot one division and pick your division. And that's what you focus on. So there's, there's arguments both ways on that. As an individual, I like the idea of shooting 
one nationals. And if there's three nationals, like I'm probably going to shoot more than one of them. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, so there's pluses and minuses for both. Uh, yeah. The, the getting the ROs to work, uh, only having to have them work once, uh, as president, you only have to organize one match. You only have to find one range to host one match. Uh, and so like that, that becomes easier, but that also makes it so that you can make that one match a bigger deal. Um, so those are definitely <laughs> positives for that. Um, one, one of the arguments I saw some people mentioning was like, uh, how many people can get in the match and stuff? Well, you know, if you make it a little bit bigger event, say it's like 28 stages, so you could have 28 squads plus the, the staff days. Like, I think you can accommodate everybody that wants to shoot nationals without any trouble. I mean, if you have, if you have 28 stages and, and two flights of shooters each day, I mean, you're talking 56 squads of 12 shooters in the main match, if it's a 12-person squad. Like, that's a lot of shooters. I don't know how many unique like USPSA members shot the various nationals in the last couple of years, but I would be really surprised if more than like 800 people actually went and shot nationals between all the <laughs> yeah. nationals was held. Yeah. You can get plenty of shooters in a, in a single, in a single match like that. I, I don't necessarily know that that, I'm not sure that that argument holds a whole lot of, a whole lot of water. Um, the one thing it does do, if you for a, a match that big, there are very, very, very few locations who can host a match like that in the country. Like that, like like so, you are you're limiting it. Like ex, you're very much limiting who can host the nationals. And the, I mean, there's not a lot of ranges that can host the nationals anyway. Uh, but what you do, go to you go to needing 28 bays, uh, then you're then you're really limiting who can host nationals. Okay, on, on that argument though, how many ranges have we had nationals at in the last few years? Like the bigger nationals, we've had what frostproof, uh, Saint George, no, which they re, no, they revamped their entire. That's, that's fine, but like like there's. Like I know of like one or two ranges in the country that can host that match. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking right. I'm thinking right now there's three ranges that would be capable, but realistically we've only had three ranges that have been capable of holding nationals the last few years. Anyways, like Talladega, while it's a nice facility and stuff, it didn't have enough base for nationals. It, it shouldn't no, have been holding nationals. Nobody, I don't think so, anybody disagrees with that. So we, we've, we're not asking that much more in that regard because we've been making do with less than ideal ranges the last couple of years. Like there's, I think there's three ranges in the country that have enough bays to properly hold nationals currently. But if you make it the standard and it, it's a one big event, it might be worth it to some of these other ranges to build two or three more bays or four more bays to host the nationals or host two nationals or something. You know, if the contract's two years, there's, I don't think that's a great valid argument to begin with. Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not an argument. It's just a truth. Like yeah. that, like going, needing, needing 28 bays, like 
that greatly reduces who can who can host it. So if if you end up with a deal like, hey, we tried to we have a two year contract to do this the first year, it did not work at all. But we are stuck to this schedule for next year. Oh wait, there's nobody else in the country that can host this. Now we have to go to Frank Garcia and pay him un, inordinate amounts of money because he will bend USPS over USPSA over every chance he possibly has. Like, <laughs> like, like, then like that, like that. It's not a, it's not an argument. It's just a truth that like you need. You go into it saying I need to have 28 bays. Like, okay, find a range that can do that. Like, that that's hard. Uh, that's harder than finding a range that has 15 bays. Like that's yeah. just, that's just a true, a true. I mean, thing. I think, I think we'd all agree. 15 bays is not enough base for nationals. No, no, but it's obviously been done and is going to be done this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then Jeff, you, what do you, you get... think about it? Um, I mean, I like the idea of one big nationals. Um, just because I, know, I just I kind of like the idea of, of that feel like everybody's there for uh, a significant amount of time uh, show up everybody's already been shooting I don't know just kind of the idea of it being a an extended period type of thing um, I kind of like that idea however I've never even been to one that was that like, I didn't go to the, the nine days of nationals or whatever. Um, and I, I pretty much like every nationals I've been to. So I'm just not super picky on, on this deal. I don't, I don't have a lot of opinions on it surprisingly. Um, and one thing to note is in, in Matt's, you know, manifesto, if we're, we're calling it that, um, he did say that he did say that, but, uh, he did clarify on, on, Ben's show later that you know he he was open to not doing that that wasn't like a we're doing it this way it was like this is my idea if that doesn't work yeah. out that's fine you know we can we can change it that that wasn't his uh his you know brick wall he was gonna stand behind so yeah no just i don't think this is a, there yeah i don't think this is a reason to vote for or against matt is what he thinks of the nationals here yeah and obviously yeah. I'm, I'm speaking from a position that I know Matt pretty well because we shoot together a lot. But Matt is pretty, like, even-killed. Like, if, if there's a better idea, Matt is not opposed to moving to a better idea. Like, if you his, – his idea, I think, is what he would like to see and not a, like, oh, this is my firm line in the sand. Like, I'm going to make it happen this way, and this is the only way it can work. So it's that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. 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 No. So 100%. there was there was this argument that by having one big nationals, we're sort of holding the sport back because then you don't get the level of competition within each division, right? You don't get the top level guys getting to shoot each nationals. Uh, I guess unless you structure it like the nine days or whatever, right? Where you could shoot three or four nationals back to back to back to back. Um, but I don't know. That's, that's an interesting topic because I've also, I also have this other idea or other thought that by forcing people to, to target one division, we advance the competition level. Like we, we bring the level of that 
that uh, division up because we have extremely high-level shooters focusing all their attention on that division for the whole year um, that, that we elevate the competition level. I don't know if that's true or if that would happen, but it is another theory, I guess. What do you think of that? Well, I, I think you would eventually showcase, like, if some division should go away, you'd probably showcase that because they would have low attendance. The plus side is if you had one big nationals, like, you would know what divisions truly had, like, relevant competition for the entire year. So, like, it would, it would certainly help in the regards of you would know if production is dying or if people just weren't interested in it because the nationals were early. You would you would right. know if single stack was still a viable division or not, based on so who, we, who. You would know if it was still a viable division based on, like who stuck around and wanted to shoot it all year. I mean, like realistically, a good example is like the last two years I've shot at least two nationals. I think uh, minus last year, Jeremy generally shot at least two nationals as well for the last several years, and. And I mean, if it's there, I'm probably going to attend it. Like it's, it's certainly beneficial to me as an individual if there's more than one nationals, but I don't think it's beneficial to the sport. So when we're talking about having one big nationals, we're talking about having like basically all the divisions at the same time. So nobody could shoot two divisions. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Correct. Except for PCC. Okay. I think that one should be held separate still. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say I I disagree with Jared. Like I don't think that's a good way to do it. Um it it waters down it, it will water down the competition too much. I don't think it'll do what Jeff's saying as far as ele- elevating the competition is that you're going to end up with whereas like like production normally uh on a normal year of production it, even with there's if there's a couple other divisions against it you're gonna have like five or six people who have a chance to win that match you put eight divisions all at one time and now you've got like two people it's like a two horse race for production at that point if that it may only be a one horse race so uh, and then yeah. and then you're gonna see people then chasing and then you're gonna start awarding national titles in divisions for people who are nowhere near the competition level that of people who won a national title at the exact same time because there was nobody shooting in it. Um, Maybe we have a division problem. Well, yes, but, but we're not, we're not talking about that right now because we still have those divisions (laughs) like that. Like that's like, that's that, that very well may, may be a thing, but at the moment we still have all those divisions. Um, so if we're going to have a nationals for those divisions, then, then that's what we're dealing with. Uh, so, so that, so I don't, I don't like having all the divisions all shoot at once. Um, I I understand, like, I understand somewhat in, you can make one match a bigger deal. Um, but I just, I just don't, I don't like when you have eight different divisions, like, like what? Like you in most other sports, like you have a national title, a national winner, right? Like mm-hmm. it would be awesome if we could have like, if we could have a, a nationals for every single division. Now I know that's I know people are like shouting at their screens probably. I know that's not practical. That's not doable. 
like the getting the RLs get like I know that that's not doable to do that. But like, but that would be that like you're gonna get the deepest field of competition every time if you did do that. Uh, now at some point when you you can't do eight of them, like so I like I I know that there's like so to me there need there's some balance in between a nationals a standalone nationals for every division versus eight divisions. Is it eight? I haven't even counted them up. There's a lot, right? Like there's at yeah. least what six handgun divisions, seven handgun divisions. Open, right. limited, well, L10, CO, production. Yeah, there's seven. There's at least there's seven uh, handgun divisions. The, Having, can I talk, Jared? Are you gonna keep interrupting me? I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I, I know you are. I know you are. Uh, so like, so I want to. I would like to see like some sort of some something in between. Um. If it's if it's going to be all at the end of the year, go ahead and do a back to back. I would rather see a back to back than all one for four or five days. Um, my my favorite, which happened because of because of COVID, uh, my favorite was where like we had a nationals in September, so towards the end of the year, uh, you had a nationals, and then a month later you had another nationals, so there was time to like be trained up for whatever that division was that it was in September. Then you had another month to get back on whatever gun you wanted for the next part. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing like a nationals in September for three guns, three different guns. Uh, and then another nationals in October for four guns. Um, and so <coughs> I, I don't think getting the ROs for that would be too big. a. I don't think that would be too big a problem. Um, that's also kind of, from my standpoint, like that's, that is an issue for the president to have to figure out, is there RO staffing, but I don't care. Uh, like from my standpoint, I'm t- just talking selfishly, like this is what I want. Uh, so that's, that's what I'm saying from, from mine. I would like to see something like a nationals in September and then another nationals in October. Uh, and and I would also like to see that it's it be consistent for at least two or three years, uh, almost regardless of what they get to. Um, I would like to see something somewhat somewhat consistent. So, so there's there's some good to what you had there. Like certainly, if you're going to have multiple nationals, moving them all to the end of the year, or at least reasonably the end of the year, I think it's a good thing. Rather than having like I know, like, even me, I loved it when single-stack nationals in Paso in May. But that, that's, like, that, that's for myself. Like, for me, I could drive to Paso, I could shoot the match in one day. It didn't cost me much to go do it. And everyone shot it. On the same side, though, I didn't care for, like, back-to-back nationals because I feel like the back-to-back nationals was done you end up with very similar stages because there was no reset time. So you ended up with basically the same match back to back with like different start positions or slightly different things. There's very little like true difference in the matches. So I don't yeah, think that's that was, on the, that's on the match director. Yeah. I, I just don't think that, I don't think what we did worked like the, the month apart between matches would probably be okay if you were going to host multiple matches. But I think maybe we need to look at paring down the divisions as well. Like maybe it doesn't make sense to have seven divisions. 
Like if it, if it feels like we need multiple nationals to find a national champion, then maybe we have too many divisions. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you're going to get much disagreement there, but yeah, that's not yeah. that's not the argument. Yeah, uh, it's a whole whole other can of yeah, worms that's, there. That's a different topic. Okay, so I mean, I think people have given their opinions on on this. So, what do y'all think would be the most acceptable? Like, what do you th- like if Matt if Matt was going to say this is what I'm going to live and die on? What do you think would be the most acceptable way to do nationals that would make the most people happy? Uh, I think Jared, Jared like, is right. Like, I, I want it, like I want to say like I think Jared's right. Like from a sponsorship, from a pro shooter level, they want more cracks at winning nationals by having it by having just one big match at the end. They only have one chance to win it. So then their sponsors only have one chance. Like Beretta's only got one chance to win open or or whatever. Versus if JJ can if JJ can shoot open CO and production. Then they've got they've got three chances to win a nationals, right? They want that, uh, and the sponsors like that's a that's a I assume that's a big deal for them. I hope it, I hope that's a big deal. Like I want that to be a big deal for them. Um, so that's I mean that is something else to consider. Uh, but so what do y'all think would make the most people happy? I I think probably what would make the most people happy is kind of like what you were describing the twenty twenty nationals were. There was one in like September and another one in, eight, in October. So doing, uh, you know, reasonable spacing and two matches, but they're enough separate that they're two different matches would probably be the most reasonable if you were for where we're at today. Yeah. Um, the To me, the other benefit of that is that you are, you can put them at two different locations. Um, and, and that way then, because people get real pissed when they have to, I don't really care. Like, but people get real pissed whenever nationals is always on the East coast or when nationals is always in Vegas or like people get real pissed if nationals is never close to them. So it at least gives you, if you do, if you do two different ones that at least gives you a chance to put one in Colorado and put one in, I think, uh, it's not Manny's range. It isn't Gore. I think Gorka owns the range. Like his new, his new range in near Orlando. That's got to be close to being able to host the nationals. Um, as size wise, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but like, so then you could have your, have a national on, on different sides of the country that will probably allow you different RO pools. Uh, you're not necessarily pull, pulling from the exact same local ROs. Uh, and so that, that kind of, alleviates that stress from where we're not going to be able to get ROs to be able to work two nationals. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I tend to think that uh, breaking it up kind of like we have in the last few years is currently the best way to do it. Just like, so you like having nationals in May? No, not like that. I just mean like breaking it up to where we've got like three, two or three nationals broken up um, you know, not all at once, but grouping a couple of them together. Uh, ones that are, uh, I don't know, I guess similar, you know, high cap, low cap, or high cap, low cap, optic, whatever. Uh, breaking it up in that way seems to be working pretty good. Aside from putting it in May, I don't think that should ever be done. But <laughs> You don't think Mother's yeah. Day weekend is a great time to shoot a 
major match like nationals? No, probably not. Oh. I I do think I can probably say fairly confidently that if Matt wins, he would not do that again in the future. So I I, I don't think no. he will do that. Matt's uh, so mother is a very sweet woman. I'm sure he'll want to be there for Mother's Day. I bet she is. I bet Jeremy, she is. this is the like first year in forever that Area Three isn't on your anniversary, isn't it? That's true. It's yeah, because it's like the second weekend of August this year, right? Yeah, it's like slightly changed. Yeah, he moved. Matt moved it uh, by a week, which is I appreciate that, Matt. I can be home for my anniversary. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure he did that completely for you there was no other things causing that to happen 100% for I, you I'm sure yeah I that's what I assumed uh, when he moved it's like oh thank you Matt that's that's nice of you <laughs> oh um, so I wanted to uh, touch on something real quick while we're kind of I guess it's not really the same topic but anyway <laughs> um Okay, so when it came to the uh, the bylaws change and the board vote, so it ended up that our director here, Area 4 director, that Jeremy went off on last time, uh, actually voted not to change the bylaws. So, I don't know. I just thought we should talk about it just for a smidgen, a second. Uh, give Jeremy I mean- a chance to give his thoughts. I mean, my thoughts are uh, that I mean, good on him. Like he, yeah, he he heard he heard and listened enough of of the his constituents in Area Four that he he voted no on it. Now, did he know that? Hey, all the other area directors are gonna pass this, and it's gonna pass whether I vote yes or no. And so maybe this makes people in my area happy. Did he know that? Uh, I don't know. Like. You could you could speculate that I think uh, if that was a political move because uh, Area Four election is coming up. Uh, this is it this year. I think it's this year. I think is the Area Four election. Um, so that's coming up. Um, I I still stand by my comments based on his behavior uh, on social media and online. Uh, I would still stand behind what I said. Uh, I will still vote for somebody else. Uh, I believe Bill Godbold has put in his – I know I signed a petition for him to be able to put in his name for Area 4. Uh, and as of right now, he will be getting my personal vote. Uh, so I'm, I, I think he I think he will be very good for the sport. Yeah, yeah. Jared, I, I mean, Jared, I, I know you don't have – you don't have a dog in the fight, but I'm going to allow you to speak. I'm, I'm an optimist. I always like Chad. I, I, I'm going to go on the side that he surely voted – on the feedback he got from his members, regardless of what direction the uh, vote was going. I might be wrong, but I'm going to hope that's the case because I've always liked Chad. So, Yeah, I mean, I could definitely be the case. Could definitely be the case. Anyway, it was just an interesting thing that happened after we talked about uh, the bylaws change. Ended up Area 3 and Area 4 voted not to let that happen, which would have been Matt Hopkins and... Chad Stanton, so something to address, talk about. Well, I mean, I do think it does say that literally all the other six area directors completely ignored all the feedback that they got because I don't think Area 3 and Area 4 were unique in the feedback that they received. I don't necessarily think that there were 
just a couple pockets in the country saying, yeah. hey, we don't want this stuff. Uh, I think all the other area directors got equal feedback to what they got, and they said, we don't care what y'all say. We're doing this anyway because it's our sport, not your sport. If you uh, if you don't follow Tyler Turner, he po- he has posted like email interactions with his area director, and just like incredibly amusing and entertaining. Uh, you should definitely go check those out. Yeah, Tyler's a guy I wouldn't like. I wouldn't want. I'll argue with a lot of people. Like I don't necessarily know. Like Tyler's a very smart guy, and he's also very organized. And so, yes. like, if you get into an argument with him you better have all your stuff, like have your ducks in a row, because if you don't, he's, he will put them in a row for you. Uh, and yeah, he, he makes some people look kind of silly. Well, I do believe that Tyler is like his profession is being some sort of investigator. I I don't, honestly, I don't know what he does. I'm pretty sure it is. He is some sort of criminal investigator or criminal fraud or something like that. But Jeremy that is very sense. right. Like, I would not want to be in an argument with him unless I was 110% sure that I was right and I had backing evidence to prove that I was right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So go go check out Tyler's page and some of the interactions with his, his uh, area director. It's pretty amusing for sure. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. All right, you guys want to do like a quick uh, oh, listener question? I Before we do listener questions, I want to talk about something positive. So I shot Caribbean Open last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I, want, I want to talk a little bit about it. So first of all, it was in Puerto Rico. So to get the, uh, the first part of the question that a lot of people asked is like flying to Puerto Rico with guns. It was – essentially the exact same to find any other state with guns. Mm-hmm. So same PSA process and everything else you were used to. I did, the uh, match director did get us a temporary firearms license. I don't know if it was actually needed because nobody ever asked me for it. So I assume that we didn't actually need it. Maybe it was just like she was doing it just in case the other uh, foreign competitors needed it or something. I'm not sure, but yeah. uh it was, it was simple to fly to. I mean, it's the same as flying anywhere in the, in the U.S., any of the 50 states. Um, the, as far as, like, the cost to attend the match, I would say it was very comparable to flying to any other match. So, like, domestic flights there were completely reasonable. Uh, and then on the match itself, like, one thing that really stood out to me compared to U.S. matches is that the entire event felt like a, a, a great big thing like it was a, it was a it was an event in and of itself like from the actual match to the awards dinner to everything i mean and one thing that people have shot nationals the last couple of years will stand out to them they had enough food at the awards that i walked by to go to the bathroom and they were putting out to go containers for the leftover food <laughs> so they, they planned ahead enough that the people cooking the food brought to go containers for for the folks that wanted to take some food home with them um, so this they so they fed you at the awards, and that was like part, like that wasn't extra. That was part of your, like your match fee and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was including the match fees. Uh, it was like uh, like ribs and uh, rice. I mean, I think it was a pretty traditional like Puerto Rican dish. Maybe it was like this yellow rice with ribs and a bunch of other like vegetables and stuff in it. It was really good. Uh, it was 
and, and they had more than that food. What was the match fee for that? Do you remember? I think it was a. It, I think it was one hundred and sixty or seventy. I don't remember okay. for sure. It was a long time ago, but I mean, it was. So, I mean, it was a. It was a reasonable cost for a twenty stage match. I mean, the the cost didn't stand out as like this seems like a lot or this is really cheap or anything. Yeah, I mean, whenever you have a a match in the U.S., it's like two hundred bucks, and you still got to pay twenty bucks for a lunch. Uh, while you're on the range and nothing at the awards. Yeah, oh, and, and they, they served as lunch each day as well. Wow. And, and it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good, like, range lunch. Like, they brought, uh, like, a half of a cold-cut sandwich, a banana, and a bag of chips to the stage for each Oh, event. perfect. Like, yeah, it was, it was perfect. A, yeah, it was, it was ideal. It wasn't, like, too much food. It wasn't anything heavy. Uh, there was water on the stages, obviously, which is pretty standard these days. Uh, I think that's uh, because of Matt. That's pretty standard out there. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, we shot, it was a 20 stage match. We shot 10 stages each day. It was definitely very Ipsic flavored. So uh, the, the range itself kind of has their own rule set, if that makes sense. They use, for the best I can tell, it's essentially Ipsic rules on the ground with a little bit of a combination as far as the equipment rules are concerned, just to make it workable for the competitors that both like in country or in Puerto Rico and from the U S and overseas, the shoot was it outlaw? USPSA. It would technically be considered outlaw. Yes. It was not an IPSC or USPSA match. Okay. okay. But, but like on the ground, the stage designs and stuff that they stuck with were it, it pretty much IPSC rules. So all IPSC targets, had to stay in the shooting area uh, where okay. I say they kind of got away where, where they kind of bridged that was a good example was like standard division, which is comparable to limited in USPSA rather than have to fit the box or have 140 mags. They just made it 19 rounds for uh, standard minor and 17 rounds for standard major. So that made it so that either side could use the equipment they already had. Uh, and then they used production like 15, carry optics 15. Uh, so it was, they weren't like going off the deep end trying to change the rules. I think they were just trying to make it work for everybody. Yeah. And I think they did a great job in that. I believe they run that rule set on their regular, like monthly matches as well. Uh, but, uh, getting, getting on uh, back to the awards though, like they made the entire awards dinner like an event, like you wanted to attend it. Like they had a podium and nice trophies to give out, made it a big thing. They had a, a cash bar, so beers were available. I think they had uh, different like bourbon and rum and stuff like that as well, sodas and whatnot. Nice. Uh, like I said, the food itself was included. The beers were reasonable price, maybe two or three bucks a beer or something. Uh, nice trophies, podium. So people could like come up and you know get their trophy. They'd be podium with the top three, uh, give out category awards and stuff. The the stages were very what I would consider like Ipsy flavored. So like hit factors were not crazy. The they were they were good, interesting stages without being the best way you can describe it is they're not they're challenging without being like stupid shooting. So there's not like oh we're gonna put this uh, this no shoot headshot at 25 yards. It's not stuff like that. It was more like you're going to have a lot of wide transitions, very much like you saw at uh, oh, Bighorn Classic or something last year, like open targets, but the open targets are challenging. So yeah. I, I, so the, the stage design and flavor was good. Uh, tough swingers and stuff. Like a lot of swingers had no shoots on them. 
And the benefit of more Ipswich style was, you know, you'd have a lot of positions where there might be like nine rounds there and shooting production 15, it made it fun because even then you'd still, you'd have a 32 round stage where you might reload twice. Like I know I had one where I shot like five or six rounds or something and reloaded after I shot like 14 and shot like five or six or something. And then shot like 12. Um, but overall, I'd say that the match was very much worth the trip and it really shines like a spot where we're missing in the U S on the entire event being a thing. Like it wasn't just like, Oh, go shoot your stages and then go home or go shoot your stages. And then there's going to be a little quick awards thing where we give out some trophies. It was like, this was an event that you wanted to attend. Yeah, I think no, that's, that's awesome. There's a spot where we could prove the U S I would certainly, if you're, you know, if it's something you're looking at, I would certainly recommend it. It was very cost-effective to go down there and shoot. It is pretty early in the season. Uh, but for any of us, you know, in the top half of the country, it's cold and our weather's really crappy here in the States at that time. Like, it's nice to go somewhere warm. Yeah, I've already uh, – I know I'm, I plan on taking my wife there next year, and I've got another buddy that's planning on going with us uh with yeah. his wife too uh so it's it's on our schedule for next year i have no plans to shoot well at it like trying to shoot yeah. a match first thing in february like i'm not going to be trained up but it's just like hey the wife i was like you want to go to puerto rico she's like uh yes that's much better than alabama or any other place <laughs> that you had or frostproof florida uh are you kidding yes that's way better than anywhere else we go to shoot matches so i'll do that I had a great time, and I think it's uh, it's kind of softly exposed you to uh, other international competitors. I mean, there's there's a lot of shooters like from Puerto Rico or from the other like Latin American countries and stuff that that attended the match. That, like, you're not going to compete against them otherwise. But there there's yeah. obviously a lot of talent that's not in the U.S. So it's it was great. Uh, the only change I'm going to make to it next year is that I'm going to add a day on the front and the back side so that I can stay a little bit longer in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. plan on a few extra days after the match uh, to sit on a beach and drink umbrella drinks or something. I don't know. I drink a lot of Coronas. Apparently, for people in the U.S., you probably didn't know this, they make 8-ounce Coronas. They're like Coronitos or something. I don't know. They're like a 24-pack of 8-ounce beers. I was very That's disappointed like, when I showed up to the house with them. That's like a shot <laughs> for you, man. Like the like, Yeah. What in the world? I was I, I was opening them two at a time. They were a little small. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun, man. That sounds like a good match. Yeah, that should be. I, I plan on going next year, so it should be a fun fun time. Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, we, I shot with a bunch of the uh, the U.S. folks. So like uh, me, Matt Nash. Leif Kunkel of GX Products, uh, Mason Lane, his wife Kaylee. We were all squad together. We had two uh, two guys that were at least semi local or local. They were from Puerto Rico. Uh, one was named John, and one was Brian. Like they were both shooting CO. That they were they were quite good shooters, and it was it was fun to watch because they were kind of in a race against themselves to see who was going to beat each other. They seemed like they were very comparable skill set, so it's fun. Sounds like it. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, sounds like one I'd like to make. 
Jeff, you can't get a forty dollar hotel in Puerto. Well, don't Jeff, tell please, me what if, I can't if, do. <laughs> if you go to Puerto Rico, please don't get the equivalent of a Motel Six in Puerto Rico. I mean, do you do you just... think that your you and your wife's room would have like a pullout or something? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll ask her, and I'll see. I'll let her send. I'll let her just record a response for you. I can. Okay, cool. I can see it. I mean, I can. Chat. I can call her and plead my case if I need to. Yeah, go ahead. See, I, 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 I you, can... how is your wife going to feel about getting left at home while you go to Puerto Rico? Uh, well, I probably just won't tell her. <laughs> good. Good plan. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to love that group chat message when Jeff's like, hey, I found a $26 a night hotel. Yeah. Jeez. Jeff's going to be like, I don't I don't know what a hostel is, but that's where we're staying. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what would happen if Jeff went. This hostel sounds like fun. I bet you meet some interesting guys here. Bet you would, Jeff. <laughs> All right, that probably that gives us a pretty good probably wrap it up there tonight. We've got questions, yeah. but we can save them for next time. Yeah. Uh, if you guys do have questions, please send them to us. Uh, we're happy to have some. If you're not on our Discord app and you want to, uh, that's the easy way to send questions, but also interact with Jeff's putting on his daily. Uh, dry fire workout routines. Um, Me Sasquatch too. Been, does not. I've been, I've been posting every day's time. training. No, but it, but you can see what Sasquatch is doing all the time. That he's so busy, you can see like all the time that he's playing video games. It, it pops up on there. It's like he is playing this video game. <laughs> yeah, so you you know he's really busy. Hey, yes. hey, I just want you to know that I had a great win in a war zone the other night. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I'm not. Let's just say <laughs> that you're a grown man and you said that in public. It, it's making me a better shooter. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. Good. Good oh, play. Lots of people play video games. It's It's fine. It's a hobby. That's that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna make fun of them for it. Lots of people LARP. Like, <laughs> oh my god! So the, this this show I'm at the uh, the convention center that has it. There is, I guess, like some kind of cosplay thing over here too. So we're we're going to dinner tonight. We're uh, it's in Savannah, so we're like having to cross the uh, river or whatever on a ferry. And there's like a dude wearing like a full like uniform costume or a unicorn costume waiting on the ferry also. <laughs> I'm surprised that those that like cosplay people don't come like Sasquatch you need to come be a part of this because you don't really even like you just look like a right. fake person anyway like you don't even have to dress up just come be part of it right oh that's amazing uh, yeah uh, definitely you can shoot the questions over on Facebook Instagram uh, or the Discord. Discord's a good spot. Uh, that works too. But it, a lot of people don't want to use Discord. That's fine. But I, uh, we do have a like uh, uh, a thread in here where you post up what you trained, if you trained today, and 
it's mostly just me talking. So I <laughs> I just post up every time I train, which is almost every day. So I mean, it's fun. You get a little interaction, and and then we got our thread for podcast questions and equipment and gear, and then another one to just make fun of Jeremy. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> um, but other platforms are fine too. It's just I'm way more active in Discord than I am anywhere else, just because. Yeah, it's way easier. For me, it's, for me, it's easier too. Uh, but comment on the on YouTube pages. We'll see that if you comment on this video, uh, we'll see that. Uh, like and subscribe. That'll help us too to make sure to know that like the work that Jeff's putting in on the videos is worth it. Um, yeah, and uh, also, real... go, ahead. go ahead. Okay, real quick uh, on the uh, the Ozarks match. Yes, the... yes, we need to pump that. Yeah, oh, so yeah. we're gonna be ROing at the Ozarks Classic. At the end of March, uh, the three of us will be ROing a stage, and we will be with doing Mar- a... with margarita hangovers. Yeah, sure. No, yes, it's, it's that will be after we've that's after we've done shoot. We're done shooting, so yeah. Oh no, no, we're we're shooting right. we're shooting the match with margarita hangovers. Also, that's just a given. Oh, okay. Uh, Jeremy, Maybe. what what bay did you design a stage for? Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be, that. yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be on one of the top rifle bays, uh, one of the longer ones, because uh, okay. the stage that I designed, uh, there's some places where it'll be easier if we can put laydown targets in, and the bays in the floors of those bays are softer, like the bays on the bottom yeah. are pretty, they're they're hard, a harder surface, and so they were worried about um, rounds bouncing out. So I think we're going to be on one of those bigger bays. Which, which is good because I hope that they – like, I don't know how the rest – I designed the stage oh. for it um, not knowing how they design – like, how the other stage designs are, like, as far as how big they intend to be or compact they tend to be. So, yeah. I think we're going to be on one of the bigger stages. And my hope for my stage is they make it as big and expanded as they can. Like, I hope yeah. there's a lot of movement on it. Um, okay. Now, if, the, if, all the other, if all the other stages have lots of big movement – then my stage could be designed, could be made compact if need be. Um, but so it's, that's kind of on the, like the match director when they're setting stuff down to decide, okay, whether that's it. But I do have at least like, I put in one paper that told the match director, I'd like to have that one at like 35 yards. And yeah. I, there's a, there's an array of like three poppers. I said, I would like to have those at 20 yards. The other stuff can be wherever. So it's like, I want some distance in it, but not everything's going to be that far. Um, yeah. You talking about low targets for frost demo. Have you guys ever seen like when there's a, a super close target, like they, uh, like putting like a stack of tires behind it, but then behind that having like an 18 by 24 piece of steel to guide the bullets down. No, no I don't think I've seen that. They, they, they did that on a bunch of the low targets in Puerto Rico. Like, mm-hmm. but they'd have like a stack of tires or whatever, like right behind the paper. But there'd be like an 18 by 24 like steel challenge plate behind it, so that any bullets that went through the target would be guided down to the ground as well. Uh, it'd be somewhat problematic with the USPSA rule in having steel within uh, 27 feet of the shooter. Mm, I guess um, so. So you you that would be like I, I'm not saying what they did was unsafe, but like you even if you even if you have it. Like, you still got steel way close to a shooter. 
Um, yeah, so it was just I, something, it was something I hadn't seen before, so I just wondered. Yeah, I don't think you could do that legally uh, in a USPSA hmm. stage. Yeah. Yeah, and then finally, at that match, we're going to be doing a giveaway per squad. We're having hats made; they are ordered. And we should have them in a couple weeks. So every squad that comes through, we'll be doing a some sort of giveaway. Uh, Jeremy's going to come up with an idea on how to do that. No, I do have I do have the idea for that. We're going to have people guess their time for the stage, and the person who is closest to what their guest time is doesn't matter if they guess that it's fast or slow. Whoever guesses their time the closest, they they win the hat. Okay, so just time. Not hit factor. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do time. Okay. That way we I'll bring, can. I'll bring my dry fire dry erase board. There you go. Yeah, we'll have a dry erase yeah. board with this. Okay, uh, so it'll be a squad comes up. Everybody predicts the time they're going to run the stage in, and whoever is closest shall receive said prize hat. Yep. That's right. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll they, basically they be they don't the care coolest about the hat, hat ever. Yeah, if they don't care about the hat, they don't have to predict the time. And if there's only one, only one person predicts it, then they get the hat. Uh, I, I think not caring about the hat's probably a procedural. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's like they got to know that, that we are the ROs too on that stage. Right, um, right. I'm gonna bring my timer and put notches in that thing. I haven't notched it since I DQ'd Jeff. <laughs> He's got Ooh. one notch. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, so we are we are actually sponsors of the match. Uh, so we, I think, <coughs> last I heard there were something like fifty five shooters signed up for it, and they're hoping to get at least a hundred. So I feel like we should should easily get a hundred shooters for that match. The entry fee is pretty is very reasonable, um, and yeah, like you can... I know that like like there's been some people critical of this match in the past, I think, but this is a new, completely new match director. Uh, and they are, they very much want this to be a very good match. Like they're, they are, yeah. they're wanting, uh, input. They're wanting, like they're doing everything they can to try to work with the facilities they have to make it as good of an experience as possible. Um, and so I, I well, hope that wow. people will, will show up and want to come to it. You can also come and drink margaritas with us. After the match, are you buying? No, God is, no. Is CZ, is CZ buying? No, CZ is not buying margaritas. Jared is not buying margaritas except for himself. But oh, okay. if you attend the match, you can also come drink margaritas with us. There you go. <coughs> and that's always it looks fun. Looks like there's currently 96 shooters signed up. Oh wow! So they got they've already gotten close to their hundred, uh, so that's good. Well, then we should uh, we should go for one twenty then. I don't know what it can. Ho- I don't know what their probably one twenty is probably max, um, unless you shoot with the ROs. I don't know what they're doing doing with that. Uh, so that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. Then well, we don't need to. I guess we don't have to advertise too much more for it if they've already got their. Yeah, we'll keep talking max, about it, but. It's gonna be but fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, it's the first. It's the first match I've worked in a while, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's it's always good to give a little back, but it's just 
it's hard to work matches and try to compete at the match at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, this one was just a seemed like a it was a good opportunity for us, so <coughs> we're doing it. That's it. And the uh, the cute little coughs that you guys keep hearing, that's Jeremy. Apparently he was sick last week and he's still got a little bit of a wheeze. So that's the little <laughs> that that's Jeremy. I'm trying to I'm trying to not cough and I'm trying to do it discreetly uh, so that it's not too loud, but everybody I can, sees I can it cough straight it. in the mic if you want. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to I'm I was trying to not be too obnoxious with it. It's just Hey, it's not that we don't think it was the Rona because we tested both kids. I didn't get tested, but we tested both kids and they were both negative. So I don't think it's Corona. We don't got the woo flu, but that's good. Yeah. I don't know if we say woo flu, will Facebook shut us down? They might shut us down if you say COVID. (laughs) Probably. It's probably in some algorithm that comes up. Midterm elections are coming up. COVID doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, That'd be good. Yeah. All, All right, right, boys. That's it. Stop recording, damn it. <laughs> oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>